welcome to Exploring the Marketplace podcast. My co-host is Bob Hassan, and we are creating a conversation with Christian marketplace leaders who have careers that have been impacted by their faith. We are also answering your questions about entrepreneurship, business leadership, careers, and how the kingdom of God changes your impact in the marketplace. Come join the conversation now. Hi, I'm Bob Hassan. Welcome to Exploring the Marketplace. Uh, I'm with my friend, Sean Bowles. I'm so excited about this kind of show today. I know I say that every time, but I really am because we have entrepreneurs and farmers. They, they're farming entrepreneurs that are on today. We have Matt and Elizabeth Stutzman, and these guys are, they own a farm that's a family business that's been generational, but they also started the farms of Napanee, which was already something that was going on where there's a bunch of barns and businesses, micro businesses there. And they took it over during the coronavirus COVID time and actually they're co-owners of some other people and their family. And they're trying to turn this thing into a hotspot tourist destination with dinner theater, steakhouse, fine dining, comfort food dining. There's a coffee house, there's an ice cream shop. There's so much going on there. And they are just fearless and going forward in their faith with believing that God wants to do something in their community. And there's been a lot of God moments at this property in its history already. So when they you know, took it over, they found out that their pastor had a spiritual experience there. Other leaders in the, the region have had God encounters there because there was a lot of spiritual Christian retreats held there at different times in history. So we get to talk to them. But I, I love the theme, Bob, of what's happening in agriculture with farmers, with people who are going after environmentalism. People are going after ethical um, to care for the earth and for the animals yeah. and for livestock. It's so different now in our generation than it was when you, know, you were growing up or when I was growing up. And we have a lot of friends who care about this, including some wives. Right. And we, we're seeing this more and more and more. And it seems like everywhere we turn around, we have people who are concerned about the earth and about the soil and about how to raise animals and plants. It's, it's so interesting. The other thing that strikes me about these two is right in the midst of the COVID crisis, they, they started out on a new venture and it, and, and it wasn't easy. And no, they're going to tell us they're going to tell us their story about how you know they they've struggled but they've come through it and they just have this spirit about them that I think our listeners will love. Yeah, they're they're classic entrepreneurs because they look at all the hard things that happen as an opportunity, and that's to me the defining mindset of somebody who's going to make it in a in a really hard market or in a hard place. It's like there's this faith that comes up inside of you that says wait, I just lost one of my staff members or wait, we just lost one of our vendors or wait, we just lost what's God going to do next versus how are we ever going to solve this? Or we'll never have an opportunity like that again, that which is normal humans. That's how we think. But we lost through this. Mm -hmm. And they're those kinds of people that they've just faced their life as a big uh, playground of God, that God could do anything in their life. And I think it just, it makes me excited to talk to them again. I love giving them the grant. They were grant winners. Yeah. I love giving the grant because they were so practical on what they wanted to use it for in the midst of a coronavirus time. They're like, well, you know, we'll take any help we can get. Yeah. They, I remember they said they needed silverware. They needed spoons. Yeah. They needed practical Booster things. Stuff for the they, yeah. So, so interesting. Well, next Matt and Elizabeth Stutzman. Do you want to be mentored in hearing God's voice? It's not hard, but it takes time, examples, practice, and conversations to really get in the place of being able to get revelation and also to know how to interpret and reply what God's showing you. I have started an online community through our platform, Transiting God Mentoring, where you receive weekly videos, weekly live group mentoring, monthly special events, 
and all of our past e-courses on the gifts, marriage, and relevant topics to your spiritual journey. Come join me and all my platform contributors to learn how to walk out a thriving journey of hearing God. Welcome to Exploring the Marketplace. I'm Bob Hass and I'm with Sean Bowles. Hey, Sean. I'm so happy to be here today because we are with one of our grant winners and we're wow. going to hear their story now because they run such an incredible, actually so many incredible businesses that we're going to hear from you guys, Matt and Elizabeth. We're so glad you guys are on. Welcome. Thanks for having us. It's so cool to like actually go deeper and hear the story because we heard a little bit when we had that grant moment and you guys are <laughs> doing my favorite thing of any of the grants, which is you had to buy more equipment for your restaurant because it just brings grace and ease and comfort to your employees. And I thought, how cool is that, that you're valuing that way, that you recognize that? It was just, I loved it. I just thought it was so cool. Yeah, we have uh, we sat down with our front of house manager and we said, what can we do to make you know your waitresses' lives easier? And they, they listed off, you know, what we, some people might think of as silly things, you know, as far as like booster seats and, you know, some, some different yeah. uh, even silverware and glass options. But, but it's ones where, you know, they're, they're short on them and they're having to scramble extra hard. And they're like, we want to give our... You know, people who come in here to eat, we want to give them the best experience possible. And they say, this, this is truly what we need. And we don't so have cool. people either. So. Yeah. Well, we're going to get right into it because we know you guys have a God story and how you even went down this road because you guys bought your restaurant and the property and opened, right? Was it right before COVID or right during? One month before. So before that story, and we get there, let's go even further back. back. And let's talk just about your spiritual journey in business. Like, when did this all start for you guys? You're doing it together. What does that look like? Yes, yeah, so we, uh, we both grew up in uh, Christian households. Um, so for me in business, um, I grew up on a family farm. So business started for me the day I came home from the hospital. Uh, much when that started, um, you know, having tractors, six, seven years old out in the field, you know, helping, you know, with, with tractors and, you know, bailing hay and, and doing stuff like that. So for me, uh, it's always been a part of it. And, and my testimony has to do with, you know, my, my dad and my grandfather, um, you know, and my ancestry of, of these generations of Christian farmers and business owners, um, you know, working together with family, teaching them, training them Christian values through, through agriculture and, and through business and, so that's kind of for me where where it really began. Well, Elizabeth, what? How about you? Tell us about your background. Um, my raising a Christian home. Um, my walk with God was affected just by um, I had a really solid foundation, yeah. and then family dysfunction happened, and I had to start walking my faith. So um, God began directing my steps and leading me places that. Um, that he had already planned for me, you know, how he has a call on your life and a direction for your life and um, just opening doors um, in education. I um, am certified to teach um, Spanish, chemistry, and English wow. to speakers wow. of other languages and um, never wanted to be a teacher. <laughs> but God knew better. Um, he knew what he put in me. And I feel like, you know, I feel like the enemy attacks your call because he doesn't want you to flourish. And so God just opened doors for me. <laughs> I love that. I love that. So as we fast forward, Bob, what did you want to ask? And then, yeah, I just wanted to hear about the agriculture and the farming yeah. a little bit. Like, are you still involved in that with the family yeah. business? And that's still my real job. That's my full-time job yet um, right now. Um, and we, uh, so we, we 
farm about 2,500 acres um, crop farming. Um, and we do a lot of acres beyond that as far as doing some work for others. We also uh, raise uh, a lot of chickens. Um, we're one of the, uh, the larger growers um, in the area. And then um, the largest in Michigan actually um, is where most of the, the barns are located. And then we also, I still operate our our egg laying facility, which is uh, where the eggs come from that hatch, that then go into our broiler facility to where we provide food for, for people. And um, so it's, it's a big operation. And this is one of those that just kind of came along where the opportunity presented itself of how do we fit this in? How do we, you know, fit some timing in here and, you know, it's rough on some days and it's a, it's a blessing on others, but we, uh, we've seen God working through all of it. Well, Matt, just for us non-farmers, when you say yeah. a lot of chickens, what does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> um, with our broilers, which broilers are the ones that they're meat birds, they're, they're what you would eat, get at the store. Uh, we raise about two and a quarter million birds a year. Oh my wow. <laughs> now, one of the things you talk about is you talk about ethical farming too, and that's a big right. deal in this generation. So, talk about that a little bit. Yeah, so that's really big. That's what I talked about a little bit at the beginning of from uh, grandparent to, to dad, passing down, doing farming right. I mean, there's there's ways you can do business. There's ways you can do farming. But we believe that God has instructed us to care for our animals, and we provide the best care we can uh, uh, possibly provide. And, you know, with, without getting into to everything to, to, you know, cause division, we we are very proud that we, we do uh, raise birds without antibiotics. We do raise them, you know, with the correct feed. We do... Uh, what one of our big things we're really, I mean, we are, we're very proud of this is we uh, just finished installing a solar uh, panel for, um, kind of array that provides all of our power for those poultry barns. Um, and so we're, we're able to do that. And then we're also able to use obviously the, the manure, the, the fertilizer from those barns to fertilize our fields and to help with uh, raising crops and to cut down on some of the uh, synthetic fertilizers. And, and I'm not bashing on, you know, any way of doing it for anybody else that they found, but, you know, it's just a way we look at of, you know, how can we best care for the earth, for the soil, what God has instructed us to do to care for our animals. And, and we love our birds. We got lots of pictures of my dad holding his chickens mm -hmm. and drinking his coffee. And that's what makes him happy. Yeah, that's like, what makes him he happy. He cries if they die. Like it's really cute. <laughs> we have, uh, we have five chickens at our farm. We had six and one met its, end it's and we have five and and so it's there's just so much of a part of our life so we understand on a small scale what you're talking about and we're big are. egg eaters here and so it's just so beautiful to watch you know what god has in in animals and livestock it's there's such a gift in it well it, it doesn't matter if you have five or you know fifty thousand or five hundred thousand they're, they're every one of them is is really a gift i mean not to, to, to sound cheesy every one of them is a gift that god created and it's yeah. just Job to care for them in, in, a, in the right way and then to care for the earth at the same time what we're doing so we're um you know we're just looking for ways that what we can do to help in uh, doing farming what we believe is is a biblical way that's awesome well you are a full-time farmer but you also you guys decided to buy this property and we got to talk about this tell us about this journey a little bit Yep. So um, just about a month before COVID shutdowns happened in uh, 2020, um, to, sorry to sorry to say the word 2020, but in 2020, <laughs> um, so my brother, it was actually my brother who started, my older brother, um, he bought the property and um, was, was operating the business. And as they got, um, you know, it was a struggle to get going for them, obviously. And so I slowly kind of started working with them more and more um, in providing for the restaurant and kind of seeing what was going on. 
And the end of last year, the, uh, the, the, the company that was working in here with the restaurant, they, uh, we, we decided to part ways and um, it's like, hey, surprise, you're now going to be starting up and running a restaurant right as we hopefully are going to start seeing the uh, COVID um, restrictions start to, to ease, which, you know, it's been slow in that process. And right. so that's where, you know, thankfully a very patient and wonderful wife who um, you know, allows me, I mean, it's, a, it's an hour drive and we have four young kids at home. Um, and so we've been, you know, we've been slowly getting into that, learning a lot on the way and, you know, just trying to, uh, again, you know, do things in a way that is what we feel is a, the ethical way of doing business, which is not always the most prosperous way of doing business, but, um, but in the end it, it is. So that's where we're, we're really starting to, to hopefully see that turnaround begin and, and happen and, um, looking to a, a brighter 2000, end of 2021. Well, Elizabeth, tell us a little bit about the operation, about the restaurant, about um, the theater. Give our listeners kind of a, a snapshot of what you guys are doing and what it looks like. All right. Well, the property is a collection of barns. Um, a lot of them have been preserved as part of the local history. The guy that originally founded Amish Acres had, like, he has a collection of buildings out back that are historical to the town. So he's really- That's awesome. To, to preserve um, the history and present Amish culture and some of that kind of thing. Um, so our theater is actually in a round barn, which is, mm. you walk in and it's just really cool. It's a cool building. Um, yeah. It seats like 400, 400 people. Um, during COVID, it did not, obviously, because that is too many people shoulder to shoulder. But we're working towards that direction. Um, there is the greeting barn, which has like souvenirs and um, a, lot of, a lot of local um, like local. artisans here, artists here in the area, they make all the products that we put in there and we, we work with the community, give them an outlet for yes. that. Super um, cool. Yes. And we have um, one of the ladies who used to, she's like head of the, I'm not sure what exactly the organization is called, but it's a nonprofit that promotes Napanee and what, people are doing in Napanee. So she has a lot of local artists as well. So she actually moved her headquarters into one of the buildings on the property. It's a log cabin and they sell lots of handmade things. Um, I was just hearing, she was just telling me about, there's two boys who are like high school age who in order to earn money, they're taking scraps of metal and building sculptures. And I'm like, that would have been the coolest job ever if I was in high school. Like I would have loved that. Not McDonald's, I like, how fun is that? Um, then we have the sugar cream cabin, which has coffee, ice cream, fudge, treats. Um, cinnamon rolls. Cinnamon rolls, yeah. The Amish. I just want to go there right now, Bob. I just want to go right now. Love it. We would treat you to dinner. <laughs> um, so, and it's really good coffee. It's like some of the best coffee I've ever had. But, um, And then here in the main, I guess we call it the restaurant. Bar, restaurant, yep. Um we have a restaurant upstairs. It was actually two barns that were brought over here and pieced together and wow. joined by a lobby. <laughs> um, and you can see the Amish handiwork. There's like holes uh, where they beautiful. would have put wooden pegs to join the pieces together. It's just a really cool building. Um, mm. And then we've been doing, um, oh, you can't see that. Sorry. I would like to show you. Um, <laughs> Serving, we've been trying to do a steakhouse for more fine dining, um, and then just a regular 
restaurant that would comfort, have more, yeah, comfort, more comfort food, things that the Amish and Mennonite community is more known for. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just so we're cool. in transition. We're figuring out what works and what yeah. doesn't work. <laughs> Well, take us a little bit on the spiritual journey, because one of the things I love about this particular property, and you can even go beyond this this property. We don't have to just talk about this because you have the farming business as well. But one of the things I love about this is that uh, even pastors have been on spiritual retreats on the land, that this has been a spiritual hub for a generation or so, too, or maybe multiple, multiple generations. But like God was in the story. So tell us the God part of the journey. So. There's a really cool story, and I don't even know if Elizabeth would have mentioned this one. I thought of this one, um, and it's just a way that God works. Um, so, so Napanee is about an hour uh, and an hour and twenty minutes away from our church. We live about an hour from here, and it's an hour and twenty minutes away from our church. And um, we, you know, we didn't have anything to do with property until a year ago. Well, way back, several many years ago in the early 2000s, our current pastor was living in Florida at the time. And he came up for, he was invited up for a church retreat, um, kind of come up, know some people. Um, and they had the retreat at this facility. And he goes in, they're doing a worship, they're doing a, they're, they're having some preaching. And he was sitting and he took us, it was so great. It brought tears to his eyes. It was so great to where 15, 20 years later, he comes back and we bring him down here, just kind of show him around. And he walks over to the exact spot where he was sitting and he says, this is the spot where God confirmed to me that he was calling me uh, to come to Michigan to leave wow. here and to, uh, to become a part of the community. And it was through him that several years later, he, uh, my wife and I met because of him, yes. uh, our pastor, which um, my wife went to Grand Rapids at the time and was only connected through a, uh, through a mission trip that they had gone on. Yes. And so he introduced us. And, you know, we're bringing him down to a property that we're a part of where God had confirmed his calling to come to Michigan. Thankfully, to come to Michigan, I believe, just to introduce us. Right. Um, and so that's, you know, we see stories like that all the time of what God's doing. And that's, you know, that's one of the great ones that we really love. Um, but just God through all of it is he's led us to a point where we have had to shed off our own uh, belief in ourselves and have faith in who he is. And that's been in agriculture. That's been in the farming. Um, that's been in yeah. the, the businesses that we're running is 2020 could be a bad season or it can be a season where you've looked at how do I grow what God wants me to be. And that's, that's the approach that we've, that we've chosen to take. Wow. That is that's so interesting. Um, what you just said about strength in the Lord versus your own strength. Tell us a little bit, how's that's played out? Because we hear we hear people talk about it, you know. I'm I'm putting you first, Lord, and me second. I'm dying to my flesh, but you guys really did through 2020. And what did it look like? Well, there's a whole lot of people who are in our same position who have had to walk it out as well. And so, I mean, we'll speak for both of them. I mean, my wife has had to. Uh, I mean, all of a sudden, all the kids are sent home from school, and she has to become. A, you know, she is a certified teacher, but. We have two uh, two little ones. We had a you know a one year old and a three year old, and all of a sudden now she has to you know start doing school at home as well. And you know God bless homeschool moms who you know who do this, and yeah. you know so that would just turn life upside down. And then you know for me with you know we're right in that stage where we're trying to juggle you know several startup businesses and get them up and operating. And so I mean it's you know a huge shout out to uh, you know I mean my wife has just been 
incredible through all of this where so many times one, you know, one spouse or the other doesn't feel like they're an integral part of what's going on unless they are there working alongside them. But yet there's no way that, you know, this marriage is made up of, you know, of two people that, you know, we're, we're working together and, and my successes are completely dependent upon her successes. And, you know, and, and there's, there's no doing it on your own. And so whether I'm down here, you know, doing the work or, you know, and she's, um, at home helping or, you know, I'm trying to, to stay at home and, and do some work, you know, to allow her to get out and continue to, um, you know, feel like a, like a part of society some days. Um, <laughs> it's, it's, it's not done without the other one. And so that's where it's been very difficult. But, um, you know, God, God's really shown himself faithful in, in those areas of um, pointing to, I mean, it's just been a time of pointing towards what's important in your life. Um, and yeah, business is important. Um, and sometimes it's easy to, to let it become almost too important. Um, but, but it's also been several times where God has spoke to me, um, either personally or through my wife and said, Hey, what's important. And that's, and that's family. And that's doing for one family, right. And then doing business, right. That's so good. The balance of that is the one we're all working on. It's the, yeah. it's the unicorn of humanity is like, how do we do everything and the right balance? And Elizabeth, you had to actually start working too. When you guys got this property, you ended up, you're a stay at home mom, but you're working, volunteer waitress doing like every, anywhere you had to, probably you had to work. I mean, that's what happens a lot of times. We always think it's glamorous when we get these ideas. I'm sure people on the outside are going, look what they just did. They must be rolling. It must be easy, you know, or whatever. But it ends up like you, when, whoever's doing the project, we realized that it, it takes blood, sweat, and tears. That state, that that theme came up for a reason because yeah. it costs something. But in some ways, I love uh, you know the community of what you guys are trying to touch and reach because you're not just trying to open a restaurant, but you're trying to create a hub spot for the community. Even with the dinner theater, like when you guys were telling us about it back when, in the Grant's interview, I mean the fact that you guys are creating a dinner theater with like professional acting, quality, quality performances and quality scripts with your family members and friends and people who came yeah. from acting worlds. Like, I feel like I've known a lot of dinner theater people in my lifetime and they're not what you guys are raising up. I think it's really special. There are people who are just like, Oh, I used to do this in high school and I want to do it again a little bit, but you guys are saying, no, let's offer something to the community and like actually put the real effort into it. So everything that you guys are working on, it just feels like you you're going after it with excellence and you're going after it like this really matters to God. And that's what I was really struck by when we talked last time and even hearing your story now, it's like, there's so much of, of who you are that's in this restaurant now after only a year. And that's huge. And in this property after only a year and the fact that you're working Matt, two jobs doing it are probably more than, more than two jobs, four jobs yeah, right. doing it. You know, I think a lot of people who are listening who are in the grind and uh, that are in the, the, the startup yeah. and the vision are like, I can relate to this couple. Oh my gosh. This is someone else is going through it too. Cause God leads us. And we think when God leads us that we're going to bypass all these kinds of processes, but instead he walks with us through them. Yeah. And we get a different result because of it. And it, and it does, it makes you really focus on doing things. I, I don't care. I mean, we, we really focus around here with the restaurant and with the theater. And it doesn't matter if you're the chef, if you're washing dishes, if you're delivering the food to the table, if you're the lead role, if you're, um, you know, if you're sweeping the floor after the show, it doesn't matter. You do everything with excellence as to the Lord. And um, that's, that's just how we want to approach everything in business is, um, is doing it to the best of our ability. The abilities that God has given us, no matter what, no matter what. And you'll find me, I mean, 
people kind of laugh, but I love this part of it is, you know, being an owner, but yet, you know, on Friday night, what you find me doing is I'm the one who's in the kitchen grabbing plates of food and hauling them up the stairs to the, uh, to the other restaurant so that the waiters and waitresses can take them out. And it's not, I mean, it's, you know, I don't talk about that as a way of, Hey, look at me, what I do in the, you know, behind the scenes, but it's, it's everybody really working hard to, uh, to, to want to push ahead and to push forward and to do the best, no matter what it is. Yeah. Well, Elizabeth, um, you know, I read I read some of your show notes and you've had quite the, the travel with God from, you know, college to India to Japan and not Japan. <laughs> well, talk to us a little bit about about your your travels and how God brought you to this place of, you know, ending up getting married and now being a stay-at-home mom with four kids. Okay, so <laughs> um when I was in college, um I was I started out pre-med, so I have, like, all these classes that count wow. for nothing for what I'm doing. She's the <laughs> smart one in the family. <laughs> There's Let's different kinds of smartness. Like, yeah. he's good at things yeah. that yeah. I'm, I pray to his <laughs> Hey, Matt, she thought your tractor sexy, though. That's hey, she does. <laughs> Only if it's John Deere. Yeah. Um, no, it doesn't matter to me. But um, <laughs> So um, I did not want to be a teacher. I did not. And that was something that God kind of cornered me into. <laughs> and looking back, I know why there was purpose in it. Um, so I didn't want to be a teacher. I was doing my pre-teaching requirements in my fifth year of college. I was ready to be done. Um, and I was surrounded by people who were like second and third generation, you know, Generations of teachers are like, yes, I've been in a classroom since I could walk. And I'm like, uh, I don't even want to be here. <laughs> but God was um, expanding my territory. I, um, Because of my family situation, I didn't want conflict. I didn't want, you know, when you're working with students, there are times where you have to draw a line and say, this is enough. And I just didn't have the confidence we'll say to do that and um I, I i believe that god did um put a teaching gifting in me um but because of the circumstances i was like not gonna go where i didn't feel wow. safe so um i was talking to my pastor one day and he was like well if you could do anything with your career what would you or what with your life what would you do i was like well travel and he was like well where would you go and i said india and he's like, well, because one of his good friends was in India looking for either an American or a UK person from the UK to come and teach. And wow. I mean, if that doesn't motivate you to finish something, <laughs> it's like yeah. I get to go to India for a year. Like, woo. And um, I intentionally was certified for high schoolers because I didn't want little people who needed me all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to be wiping noses and tying shoes and all that stuff. So, but I go there and I'm working with, um, uh, KG, which is basically kindergarten and first standard, which would be first grade. Um, and I was working as an assistant in the classroom. And it was, I mean, I would have got, probably gone to India as a tourist at when my mid thirties and for like two weeks, if it was me doing it. And instead I was being put with a family who was looking over me, who had godly values and um, just, they're still, I still consider them mentors in my life. I mean, just so good. People. Yeah. I had two daughters my age. Um, I got, you know, driven all over Mumbai 
I got to experience the culture, the food, the clothing. I mean, so much beautiful, so many beautiful things. And um, India is famous for its hospitality. And I experienced Indian hospitality. It was, I mean, I was so spoiled being there. And it was something that I just said one prayer. And it was um, an introduction to ESL, which is English as a second language. Um, And I was like, Lord, if there's any way I could go to India, I would love it. And, you know, a few months later, I'm talking to my pastor. And I just was like, what? <laughs> so how, how did that, Elizabeth, how did that prepare you for now with, with, with Matt and with your four little kids? I would say, well, it helped me to learn how to set healthy boundaries, which you need to learn yeah. if you're going to have kids. Like I did not want to have kids. You know, I didn't want stress in my life. It was part of wow. controlling, you know, how you set out boundaries for what you can control. Yeah. And God's like, no, <laughs> we are expanding your territory because I don't want you to live a small life. I have blessings for you. And I'm walking with you. And part of what I saw when the kids were homeschooled, I was like, Lord, I don't have the grace for this. I don't have the gift, whatever. And he was like, like the Holy Spirit spoke to me. He's like, you have the grace for it because I have called you to this. Mm -hmm. And um, I was like, I mean, that was kind of like like an eye opener to me. It's like we often equate our grace with our gift and they're not the same thing. Like, if I have my gift, yes, I need grace for open doors and different things like that. But when I feel like I'm overwhelmed in a situation where God has put me, I do have grace. And so I started to learn how to draw on God's grace to walk through that process. So but good. I don't know. It was just. So no, good. Believe me, I think God took me to India to to give you the grace for everything you're building now. So to expand your capacity, oh, yeah. I think God does that so much. Yeah. And all of us didn't have grace when the kids came home. I, I was home full time, <laughs> you know, all by work. I'm writing books and making TV shows from home. Yeah. And my wife also, we we both said at the beginning yeah. of our marriage, we would never homeschool for any reason. We're not yes. those people. I was not going to homeschool. And we were laughing so hard. We're like, oh my, and people talked about how glorious it was. We had friends who were like, this is the best moments of our life. And we're pulling our hair on going, we love the quality yeah. time but we're dying you know like this is so yes. hard yes. but at the same time we we leaned into the grace exactly what you're yeah. saying which is so profound but i do see like with you guys is the whole land the property the farming everything i, yeah. I it's gonna be fun to watch your kids grow up as the you know, third generation so to speak or yeah. however many generations in this and, and watch their opportunity because of the journey you guys have taken on spiritually yeah. with jesus and how they're going to take that to the 2.0 or the 3.0 I'm just so excited for them. And it's just so good to hear you guys' story. Yeah. Hear about the restaurant. Hear what God's doing. Take You guys taking a huge risk in a time that is a dangerous time to take a risk. And, and you're having to fight and hustle hard for it. Yeah. But it sounds like God is just in the middle of it, giving you the grit for it. And I'm just so encouraged by the story. I'm so encouraged for our listeners yeah. to hear it. Yep. Thank you so much for joining us. Can, how do people get a hold of you? What's the best way? Yep. So our uh, website is uh, the bones at Mapany. Um, dot com. Visit us on the website. That's uh, Mapani is spelled N A P P A N E E. So the barns at Mapani. Um, you know, Google search it or, or whatever. Um, all of our information is up on there um, on the website, and you can see uh, photos of the restaurants. You can see you know different um, events that are coming up. We've got a full list of theater shows that are happening. Uh, Little Women is coming up mm-hmm. soon. Charlie Brown, right. um, a Christmas Carol, which is an original. Um, that my uh, sister-in-law, which Christy, which you'd met before, uh, mm-hmm. with a Christmas carol that's coming up, obviously, around Christmas time. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, we're, I mean, we're just excited about, you know, the, the opportunity to, uh, 
to, to start bringing some normalcy to life uh, for people. And we, we love to have him come out and join us and just spend some time, you know, either getting away from, from the craziness or just, you know, kind of reintroducing themselves back out into, you know, getting out and spending time with family. And that's, that's what we want to do for them and bless them while they're here. Yeah. Well, we don't want people to miss going to the barns in Napanee. It's absolutely beautiful property, and you guys are beautiful people. Thanks so much for being on today. Thank you. We have to go to our question times, questions with Bob and Sean. It's coming up next. Everything we're doing with our podcast is made possible by our incredible partners and financial contributors to our ministry. They are helping us to bring the equipment, to upgrade everything we're doing, to have the time and space to do this. It's a free offering we give to you. Maybe you're listening in your shower. Maybe you're listening in your car, your workout. Well, I want to continue to do this. I'm going to continue to have these incredible guests tell their prophetic process of how God's spoken to them so you can get a vision of how God speaks to you and also so that other people all around the world can have this resource at their fingertips from their smart device, their computer, their YouTube, whatever they have that they will have this this incredible resource. So go on the partnership journey with us. As a partner, you're gonna receive an email and communication every month from us. We resource you with a partnership page that has literally dozens and dozens of messages that only of our partners have. We also have partnership contribution back to you where we actually give resources. You guys get stuff first. Usually at Christmas time, we have a new book come out. You guys get it before everybody else and you get it signed. I love our partnership program. I love being on the journey with our partners because they are some of our they're a team, they're a family. They're the ones who are contributing to make this happen. Come be a partner today. Go to bowlsministries.com under giving and membership and you will become a partner. Hey, welcome back to Questions with Sean and Bob. Let's listen to this question, Sean. Hello. I found myself through a series of God incidences as head of a prayer team for a brand new business being launched. What tips and um, hints have you got for me to lead from the front and do you have any strategies any you know things I should be doing as as the head of the prayer team um, for to just to maximize what I'm doing thank you so much Victoria this is an awesome opportunity I love that more and more people are adopting intercession and intercessors into their business especially business owners, chairmen, CEOs, and sometimes even people who are like a lawyer or a doctor, even though their whole company or their whole organization doesn't adopt it. Sometimes just someone in their career adopts an intercessor, which is so profound. I know that JJ, who we've had on in the past, her and also Lori, who leads our prophetic team, have done seasonal times with people where in a few long-term as, as well, where there'll be an intercessor for someone. As a matter of fact, one of the women who is one of the top lawyers in the state of California, when she started with JJ and Lori, who were her intercessors, she was really going through it. I mean, she's going through really hard times, hitting some spiritual walls and some natural walls, and they prayed her through it. She would say that they definitely, I mean, uh, uh, the main reason why she had breakthrough is because she invited people into the prayer process with her to be eyes, ears, and also just to do war with her over these issues. And she's became one of the top lawyers of the state, which is so awesome. So mm -hmm. as an intercessor, I want to just commend you for even doing this, but I'll to give you some hints. The first thing I would say is, Write a monthly report over what you're praying scriptures. If there's any insight from books or blogs or posts you're reading that you're like, ooh, I need to pull that into wisdom for this company, this organization, or this person. Um, write the prophetic themes you're getting. You may not be getting any prophetic words, but you're going to get themes like this is a month where I need to pray into the favor or the opportunity or the sales or the cash flow or the employees, whatever you're praying the most about. 
just write it down. This might be a really simple one page document, but submit it to them. Maybe they were asking for it more like weekly when they're startup, but typically monthly is a good routine to get into where it's like on the third Wednesday of the month, we're going to give this to you. And then I'm going to call you and we're going to pray through it together, look through it together. And uh, just in case you have any questions about it, we're going to do some listening prayer about it and how it applies to your life. And if you just have those, you know, one report that your team is carrying and one time of prayer and just kind of processing it, that will be a great foundational start. But look for scriptures, even when you're, if you're led to read business books or read uh, or listen to like our Exploring the Marketplace podcast or things that are about the marketplace and what God's doing, you might actually get something highlighted in your spirit that's like, this thing over here is a prototype for what I'm praying for over here. And let them listen to or refer the story to them as well, because you're now carrying a torch that's actually helps people to understand what God's doing in their midst. And so you're helping them to listen to God. Your goal isn't to always hear from God for them. Your goal is to help them to listen to God and be great stewards of what they're listening. What do you think? That's so good. And Victoria, I would say, ask really good questions of the CEO, of the leadership team, and as many questions as you can. How I don't know how much access you have to um, the entire team of this company, but ask really good questions. And you'll by talking to a multitude of people, you'll get a great tapestry of what is happening, what people are worried about and need prayer for, for the business. Totally. And make sure you know the spiritual foundation. How did God lead them into this? What is their goals? What has God shown them they're supposed to be doing? What is their, what's the market they're in? Who are they trying to love and serve? Like know all of those things as you're going into it because it'll help you so much to pray with more focus. But thanks so much for such an awesome question. And if you're a business owner or somebody who's in a, a leadership level of a business, I'd encourage you to draft an intercessor, draft a prophetic person to pray with prophetic intention because it'll change a lot for you. Well, Bob, that's our show for today. It was an awesome show. You guys ask your questions to Bob and I. Go to the website, bullsministries.com. Click on Ask a Question with Sean and Bob, and we're going to be answering your question next time. Or join us for one of our lives on Thursdays. They're all different times. So you have to look at our schedule. But join us for a live on Thursday, and you're going to be able to ask a question live and also hear from Bob and I in person. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to the Exploring the Marketplace podcast, part of the Exploring Podcast series. If you enjoyed today's episode, please consider subscribing or even rating and reviewing so that more people can connect to us. Also, we'd love to be part of your spiritual journey, and we have amazing resources at our website, www.bowlsministries.com, B-O-L-Z ministries.com, including other free media, TV shows, books, and even an ongoing mentoring online platform. See you there.